0: Venetian, sports, and politics. Yes. Right, right. You wanna talk back, you in a right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know what God's mind. But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking this sports, and politics.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP, along with my co-host and the man next to me, just in a different country, 13 hours behind, I've time-traveled, but JTAT and money, he's in Jersey, I'm in Korea, let's have some fun. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Box Excited Edition, where we will discuss today, today, for some of you, it's August 1st, for me, it's August 2nd. But at the first day of August, we're going to discuss IDPs, individual defensive players. I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. It's no joke. It is no joke when I talk about IDPs. If you are a serious player in fantasy, then you know what I'm talking about. So without further ado, before I get into what the show is about, let me bring in my co-host JT and HM Money. JT, please rock the mic for me. Jerry Taylor, hello. Apparently, we can't hear Jerry Taylor because I can't hear Jerry Taylor. Uh, at any rate, let's let's get this party started. Um hello? On today's episode. Yes, Hello? Mr. Taylor. Can you hear me? Yes, Mr. Yes, Taylor. I'm here. Okay. I couldn't What's hear you up? at all, brother.
2: What's Ain't
1: up? Ain't nothing. There you go. I mean, I know last week on the master plan, you had some technical difficulties. I having some technical difficulties over there in Jersey Lane. Hello?
2: I'm here. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. <laughs> okay. are oh, you not responding. <laughs> are, you, are you with me or are you against me? <laughs> Am I what? Are you with me or are you against me? Against? What's a get? Against. against. <laughs> it's it's, it's okay. playing for against me. Oh, boy. Oh well,
1: boy. we don't bring that urban language to this professional show. We are a very professional, highly educated group of people.
2: (laughs) Hey, Yeah, so you had to laugh about that yourself.
1: (laughs) I did. I did. All right, check this out. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, JT's on the microphone with me, and we're doing what we do because we do it for you all day, every day. Now, let's just bring this to a head. Um, There's a lot of news happening in the world of sports. We got one of Jerry's former uh, players, Mr. Muhammad Wilkerson. Not mine. Uh, well, I said former. I said former.
2: I don't. I don't I, I'm trying to think. Was he with the team on the, after I uh, left it? I'm trying to think. I'm well, sure. whatever. Yeah. whatever.
1: he whatever. He's a he's a Jet. He's a Jet. So we have him and his issues going on. Tiger is making himself relevant, but in a non uh uh i guess competitive tournament meaning a lot of the major pros have stayed away from uh the tournament that tigers in but uh he's doing well feeling good about himself you got ronda rouse taking on beth korea um and that's happening in a few short hours uh a grudge which i know jt wants to talk about um we've got players getting hurt the first couple days of mini camp and you know normally normally on this day we will be what getting ready for the hall of fame and the first preseason game of the nfl well that's going to be next saturday if i'm not mistaken correct jt you got that ah what
2: you got them.
1: Guy, your audio is terrible. I have no idea what you said. But I I'm gonna keep right. rolling. Oh, I'm right. Okay. All right. Well, of course I'm right. Not bad. I know
2: you heard well, that. Oh, you
1: know, one. somebody no, somebody has to pay my fantasy football fee this year. That's how right I am. Oh, Aha okay. and okay. then
2: every now and, After, and
1: then well i'm going to find another one on september 13th i'm going to find two of them as a matter of fact 200 of them, as a matter of fact <laughs> we talking okay. about? I, I i got amnesia oh really you got amnesia? okay uh, okay i play some uh, audio and we'll see how much amnesia you have um but anyway, on today's show, as I said, JT and I are going to break down uh, some defensive players. To be in particular, we're going to break down the uh, defensive linemen. Now, I have a lot of players that people know about. But then I have some players that people are like, who? Wait, what? I mean, some big names that you would think you would think would be top 10 performers at EPS. not pick my top 10. Only got honorable mention. That's it. We'll talk about that along with UFC 190 with uh, Ronda Rousey taking on Beth Korea or Beth Korea taking on Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey is a champion. Um, we'll discuss that. Um, the Brady situation, we're supposedly... Going to have a decision from the uh, circuit judge by the 19th of August. Now that's quick. We'll talk about that. Um, some Hall of Fame inductions or, or inductees. We'll discuss that. Uh, I'll be remiss if I did not say, uh, please rest in peace, Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. Um, real name wasn't Roddy Piper but everybody knows him as Roddy Piper died at the age of 61 um, which is scary because uh Piper's had some issues as far as in as his younger years with with drugs and alcohol and he's had a couple of hip replacements but as far as i knew he was not in a any bad health situation you know we did know that dusty Rhodes was but you have two iconic wrestlers in the business two people that you know one who helped make the wrestling business as being the first real heel if you don't know heel means the real bad guy that nobody liked but everybody loved you know Um, who else? Dusty passed away, and we all know what happened with Hulk Hogan, not dying, but pretty much getting his whole existence erased from the WWE. Uh, it's a lot of stuff going on, JT. A lot of stuff going on. Fantasy baseball.
2: No, it's it's scary, man. It's scary, uh, especially with Roddy Roddy Piper. 61 years old, man. I can definitely relate to that. He's born the same year I was. Yeah, cause,
1: and, and, you know, I didn't want to bring the correlation up, but you might as well. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's kind of rough out there for you, brother.
2: Well, I don't know specifically for me. I try to take care of myself um, as much as best I can. Uh, but it happens. I mean, you got people passing away, unfortunately, um, at different stages in their life, whether it's, uh, uh, teenager, or preteen, or mid twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and quite naturally, roddy roddy probably in his early sixties. So um, you never like to yeah, see anyone—you never like to see anyone pass away. When it's t- your time, unfortunately, I'm not being cold, but when it's your time, it's your time, and uh, you can't uh, uh, stop something that's inevitable for everyone.
1: Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So what I'll tell you is um, we can discuss that real brief as we transition to um, UFC. The reason why I say that is because um, Roddy Piper and the And Ronda Rousey, she actually asked permission from Roddy Piper to use the moniker Rowdy. And he gave her permission to do so. And, yeah. you know, that was an excellent, um, I guess, um, a thing for them to do.
2: The, you the, know, class she, the, the class move. The class move. Rather than just being a young, um, um, cocky uh, in her sport, she uh, paid due respect to the man who brought it out first and uh, see if it would be okay. And then from the, she she took it from there. Class
1: move. Yeah, you know, and she's a big wrestling fan, if you didn't know, you know, her group is called the Four Horsemen, even though it's four ladies. And she is pretty much Ric Flair. You know, the jet set and limousine riding, kiss, stealing, wheeling, dealing, you know, blonde head, son of a gun. You know, and, and that's what she does. She and she's hot. I gotta, I gotta say that. She's hot, man. <laughs> I I, I I would man i don't know if my stamina is good enough for her but i i, I would do my best but anyway because i've seen
0: Lock you right up, <laughs> <laughs> Lock you dude, right up. I
2: mean, make you pucker and I, your I've eyes bulge
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much dude you know she was she was one of those you know i've seen her work out and it's crazy i'm like she can go. And I can it, imagine how she can let, go. <laughs> let me put
2: it this way. Um, whatever she does, she's all in. I'll just oh, I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Whatever she does, she's all in. So if you're not ready, I just feel for you. Let me put it that way.
1: I was born ready.
2: Okay. <laughs> you, you, yeah, okay. okay. You can say that you can say that that male ego jumping out there. Okay. But in and when you, hey. you get into that situation, you ain't ready. You ain't you ain't ready.
1: We'll we'll see. I, I I'll try my best to make sure that everybody understands that I am the rousey beater. Yes, yeah. I am. All right, anyway. Okay. Let's talk All about right. this this woman title match, okay? Um, number five, um, in the banner, she is also undefeated. She's nine and oh from Brazil. Uh, she goes by the moniker Pit Bull. The thing that she's been talking a lot of trash as she's gone a through trash.
2: a lot of trash. yeah,
1: as she's gone, as she's gone through Rhonda's four horsemen, so she, she's beaten all three of them.
2: You see that weight, you see that weight weighing. How she was yelling in
1: her face and all that
2: you did you see that way and and a look that she looked like she was obsessed
1: yeah suppose that I mean she's selling Posted the that. fight she selling the fight and she's uh-huh. it's happening in Bra-
2: it's happening it's, in it's,
1: Brazil so
2: supposedly it's, it's supposed to be more it's first pers- more personal on that so um I mean I oh yeah selling the fight but it looks like it, it's personal she looks like um she could have try to bite ronda rousey's nose off that's how how much she she was like um into it she crazy looking like first, yeah, that 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 look uh i've seen that look i've been around people that um have and i'm not calling her this but i've seen around people that have been um have a, a mental illness uh and different levels of mental illness and she looked like she was on the brink of snapping completely i don't know well, if that was you the know show, but she looked like she was uh ready to, to go period
1: i don't know i can't say if uh she has a mental problem no or she may have been hyping the fight or she just for the whole bunch of- but here's the deal she, 78% of her wins have come by decision. That means she's going three rounds and which is that's fine. That is fine. But Rhonda has 82% submission and one knockout. Yep. And wins have come by submission one by knockout. Yep. And Rhonda has said she is going to prolong this fight Ooh. to beat her up. Ooh. Now, and now, the thing about that is, and I think you said it a few times, and uh, I've heard it before, that might be a mistake. I think if she wants to prove a point, dispatch this chick quickly. Don't give her any opportunity to, to say that she could stay in the octagon with you. Hey, um, I see. What's up? Now, you know I'm
2: not a big UFC type of person. Watching fights. Yes, unless it's girls. Wait a minute. minute, minute, Just let me, hear me out. But when it comes to women uh, on UFC, you know I'm a pretty big fan of that. You know that, okay? Well, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm sitting. I'm sitting. And this is how much uh, of a draw that Ronda Rousey is. My wife.
1: I was getting to Never, same,
2: yeah. wait a minute. My wife never, ever, ever, ever. I don't know. I, I don't know how many times I can say ever. Talked about UFC. She told she told me yesterday or the day before yesterday. Can we? Can, is there any way we can get this fight? I'm, I looked at her like, what? <laughs> is there any way that we can watch this fight? Because I want I want to watch this fight. I said, yeah, I, I think I can find the way they find it to get it. That's how much of a draw Rousey is. And that's how much of what, uh, I guess, the two and their weigh-in. Because she saw it on, on whatever whatever sports show it was that uh, had them two mm-hmm. confront each other face-to-face. And uh, it tweaked her interest, and she's interested in watching this fight. I'm like, wow. That's what I can say. She's never watched a UFC. My wife's never watched a UFC fight ever. Ever. And she's interested in watching Ronda Rousey and these two go to go go at it.
1: She wants to see what you're ogling over. That's what that is.
2: <laughs> but, but you know out. what? The secret's out.
1: <laughs> yeah, the secret's out, dude. my wife already know she already know I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh yeah, but no, really um, you you make a very valid point, which I was going to get to is that Ronda Rousey is headlining this card of a predominantly male um, card and sport. And she's a bigger draw than Cain Velasquez uh, versus Verdun. She's a bigger draw almost maybe than John Jones, you know, she is the, the UFC right now. If you want to yeah, say who's the, the biggest star, it's her. Absolutely. When you think of the yep. UFC, you don't think of the heavyweight champion. You don't think of of, 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 Verdun. You don't think of John Jones anymore because of his situation. You don't think about Daniel Cromier or any of these other guys. You think of Ronda Rousey and, yep. You know, the casual fan, the casual fan is now recognized around it. Why? Because she's in movies. She's mainstream. Here's what she said uh, earlier this week She's going to beat up Beth, beat up Misha, go make another movie. That's what she said. She's going to beat up Beth, beat up Misha, go make another movie. And that appeals to a lot of people, especially mainstream when she's that attractive and yes. that gifted and yes. that violent
2: yes you know and, and, it, it's, and it, it's amazing that she can uh the way she she, she looks and, and she wears her uh sex appeal uh like a badge of honor she's not afraid to um flash it up there and uh she can flip a switch when she gets inside that uh um ring and be the most violent person on earth uh it's it's uh she's a babe she's a babe in and outside of the ring i i I gotta admit it um she's uh and 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 believe it or not in my opinion well i know i should say in my opinion a lot of by opinion she's not a a wafer thin model you follow me she's got some meat to their bones so uh,
1: hey, she. Uh, she says she's some thick white chocolate, and yes, I love yes. me some chocolate, chocolate oh ice cream. But I'll, I'll well, I, I definitely have so some of that must, white chocolate. You, you must, yeah, you must, you,
2: you must be a spot where Azure <laughs> is, is not listening. You must be a Listen, spot dude. because she she would be she would be all over that.
1: She would be, but it's two twenty in the morning. And she is asleep. And I yeah, okay. go to a different room. Don't,
2: don't think <laughs> okay. don't think don't think that uh your other half doesn't have an ear open listening to what you may be saying. If you if you don't believe that she don't call out, or if you want to believe that, then you're sadly mistaken, my friend. You haven't been married. Whatever.
1: that way. Hey, thirteen years, thirteen years I've been. Long enough. But no, let's get back to, to the reason why we're talking about this, because the um undercard has a, that would have normally been a main event fight or yep. the main event fight, which is Mauricio Shogun Rua. And, you know, he's a little bit past his. Prime, but I still love the guy going against Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira, who's also a little bit past his prime. But these these guys can you know, duke it out. They can, they can fight. That, that it in itself, could have been a draw on a non pay per view, but it could have been like the headliner somewhere else. Then, the heavyweights. When you got um, uh, Silva, Bigfoot Silva, Antonio Silva versus uh, Soa Pal- Palili, you know, these guys can bang too. Bigfoot wants to slug. Uh, Soa is trying to prove a point. You know, he's from Australia he's called Hulk and he wants to smash. You know, then you uh, you also look at the other female fight on, on the card, which is supposed to open up the main event, which is yeah, baby, the number one. I know the number one
2: it was, one, my, it was um, my Austin Power impression, yeah, baby.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Calm yourself, you disgusting old man.
2: The number I, one. I, I just like to see certain <laughs> certain bouts, man. Quality, quality. I bet bounce. you do. Quality,
1: <laughs> okay, well, in the 115-pound weight class, tender Claudia Godala, who's from Brazil, is taking on number 15, uh, Jessica Aguilar. Now, she's 19 and four. So she's been in in the the business for a little bit. And uh, Claudia is 12-1. and
2: But Claudia, say again? She's been in for a while, too. 13 bouts versus 23 bouts. I mean, they've both been in for a little bit.
1: Yeah. But half of Claudia's victories have come via submission. That tells me she's a high tactician, Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. And uh, being in Brazil, I think it's going to be, you know, a a pro. uh, Only, here's the deal. The only fight fight that we're going to see is going to be Ron versus uh, Beth and maybe Shogun and Rodrigo. Bigfoot Silva, he should fight. But I don't know how his his opponent's gonna be. And this also marks the return of um Stefan Stru. Stefan Stru is taking on uh okay, Rodrigo's brother, his older brother, Minotaro Nugera. So Minotauro has been in the in the business quite a long time. He's thirty four nine man. and one. Yes, but but Minotaro has been in quite, quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know if it's time for him to go or is he fighting just because they're in Brazil? And Stefan Strew he he had a whole lot of potential. A whole and then he got knocked out by a couple people, and now he's like fighting and his way back potential. up. Yeah, with the potential. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
1: the guy's 84 inches tall. Eighty-four inches tall. He's like almost uh, freaking seven feet. You know. That is that is 80, eighty-four long. inches
2: man. That is eighty-four inches man. I, what, where, where but has he's man? been knocked out a few times?
1: Listen, what I'm saying he's been knocked out a few times, so I know he's shrunk a little bit. That's what I'm getting to. That's uh, what I'm getting well,
2: to. I, maybe he's shrunk in heart. Maybe not not in height though. Um he eighty-four inches is eighty-four inches. Uh, and both these guys. I used to be. Both these guys like to win by submission. They're about about even in submission. So um, uh, I don't know how... But Minotauro
1: has been around.
2: Go ahead. I I don't know how how this fight's going to turn out. I can't pick a winner. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to pick a winner here, but I'm seeing that uh, um, this fight you say is in Brazil and it's got a heavy Brazilian flavor here. Heavy Brazilian flavor, which is going to uh, more than likely it should uh, benefit all the Brazilian um, um, uh, athletes in this in this in, in these matchups. So it, it should be interesting to find. Uh, to, I mean, to find to, to see this to see these matchups. But I'm looking forward to. Um, Claudia Gadea, whatever heck her name is, and Jessica Aguilar, uh, where their their main forte is um, to win by submission. Uh, you you talked about Claudia and her fifty percent rate in submission, but you failed to talk about Jessica, who had forty two percent. Is through the way she yeah, more I or less for the most part that uh, she decided. Either, either she wins by submission or by decision. So that should be a very interesting fight too. There's a few of them, especially the two women bouts that I'm really interested in, in watching. The and, and you didn't get a well, chance to, to comment on the Antonio Silva and so so uh, Bigfoot versus The Hulk. Somebody's getting knocked out in this fight.
0: Somebody's <laughs> getting
2: knocked out in that fight because that's what well, they do. 78 80 Yeah, and that's 86% what they do respectively, that's how they win. They win by knockout. So somebody's getting knocked up out.
1: Well, we hope. We hope. I've seen fights like that that supposed to be, you know, bond burners not be that way because they, the two competitors are so worried about the other's power. Um, we'll see. But on the free uh, prelims happening on Fox Sports 1 a really good fight and I think it's it should be a very good fight is Neil Magny taking on Damian Maya? Now Damian Maya is 20 and 6 and Neil is 15 and 4 but these two guys Again are very very entertaining performers uh, they're good strikers As well as uh, matt wrestlers. They're pretty good. I mean I think even though it's on the prelims, it's the main event for the prelims. um, It'll be one of the fights of the night. Uh, I mean, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. And again, I get to see this uh, in a couple of hours. That is like two, three o'clock in the afternoon here, maybe even nine in the uh, the morning here. But I this fight card should be very, very, very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, UFC 190 having in Brazil featuring Ronda Rousey defending her title versus Beth Korea. promises to be an entertaining card. But I don't know if it's going to be too many barn burners. Uh, some great technical uh, matches. Uh, Floyd Mayweather style, meaning it's going to be very defensive because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is not an attacking style of mixed martial arts. It's more of a defensive style of mixed martial arts. But I would do just like Jerry's uh, wife said, find a way to see it because uh, Ronda Rousey is TV. She is must-see TV. And uh, we are must-listen-to radio. So you can go to spotonradio.com V I C H B K. Nope, nope. Let me slow down. I just pulled a Jerry, giving out two different yeah. email addresses or or
2: website. Oh boy, Here we go. <laughs> You can go. Yeah, you you can go Vick. to who, who, who's, who's mouth, whose mouth did it come out of? You pulled a Vic.
1: Well, I was listening to the program the other day, and you gave them like dot webs.com. and then some other. I'm like,
2: you the then website. Up. You are I think I got it right
1: right the spot on radio dot com yep yes and listen to all of our information streaming 24 365 and then um if you want
0: Fox-o. you can Fox-o. always come back
1: getting there I'm getting there bro I'm okay. getting there if you want you can check out JT's uh top 25 receiver running backs quarterbacks I received boxhole. And later today, after the show, we're going to post my top 10 defensive players and my honorable mentions and why I have them ranked the way I do. Now, if you want to come back and listen to the archive programming, that's fine. Come back to Blog Talker. Yeah, come back to blogtalkradio.com forward slash V I C H B K. And uh, check out all of our programming from uh, weeks past to to see what it is we're offering. Or months past, years past for that matter. Uh, So enjoy what we have. We're going to step away real briefly. And when we come back, we're going to get into some of these individual players. And let me let you guys know something. It's August. Yep. Football is right around the corner. We'll be back it's in right a minute. Me it's Boy me FSB. Right here, right along
0: now.
1: With, uh, along with JTATM money. We'll be back in a minute.
2: Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP Crew Show as they break down the weekend sports and prepare you for Thursday night football. 8 p.m. Eastern, just before the game starts. Jerry the Master Taylor hosts the show with Jeff the Joker Goldberg and Mike the Bookie Monster Wright. The three gentlemen debate and discuss a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything on the FSP Crew Show every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com forward slash V-I-C-H-B-K. 8 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. Information, motivation, variety.
0: All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's me, Samir, Mr. FSP, along with JTAT and money and you're listening to Fantasy Sports and Politics Saturday Edition. Saturday edition. Now, throughout the summer, one of our traditions or all of our traditions here at a uh, spot on radios is to go over each division in the NFL, yep. beginning mm-hmm. in July. I mean, excuse me, beginning in June and uh, ending in July. And we give you information, motivation, and variety when it comes to your offensive players. JT, on the master plan, discuss receivers, running backs, wide receiver, tight ends. What do you think about running backs? Um, actually, uh, I didn't think you have the person you have ranked number one, number one. I kind of disagree with that. I really disagree with it, honestly, especially okay. seeing as though He's going to be in that situation. Now, what I'll say to that is, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know who Jerry has ranked as number one, go over to spotradios.com, click on the Fantasy Foxhole, and you'll see for yourself. JT has a couple surprises in there. And, you know, a player I didn't see, I saw, but I thought should have went a little higher than what you had him, was Alfred Morris. Um... I think they're going um, to... With No, no, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Because of the new general manager and the way that new general manager plans to build that organization, and he's already started by prizing everybody, and instead of getting the, the surefire defensive tackle that is a bona fide superstar already and can be a bona fide superstar in the NFL, he goes and gets the number one uh, ranked offensive lineman, which I got it. They want to protect RG3, but they also want to run the ball. But, I mean, there are a couple players in there that uh, you listed, JT, that I, I was like, okay, well, you know, he has them there for a reason. I don't know if it's a PPR or if it's just his overall but excuse me I apologize but are we keeping you up you, you know you are you you you, you, you jack you um but uh, real quickly before I get to these idp explain to the people why you have some of the players ranked where they are is it based on a system or is it based on your overall thought process on how these players will perform throughout the year?
2: Um, It's a little bit of both. And, and um, especially the number one, uh, there's no reason why I don't think he can um, maybe not get to where he was last year, but the offensive line of the Eagles, I'm talking about DeMarco Murray is one of the best in in football. Um, and, um, He's going to be running behind it, and and he's going to be one cut and go. And and, uh, I think he can um, be very effective, even though they have Ryan Matthews to spell him. But he's going to be the main guy here. They didn't get in there just to be a running back by committee. They're going to run him um, a lot, and I think he's going to do well. Now, like I also to my rankings, Le'Veon Bell, he's he's getting suspended for due games. I still think there's a shot because of his um, um, dual threat capability for him to be number one. But right now, as it speaks uh, with DeMarco Murray, as long as he, health is with him, I think he can be the number one running back. Uh, a lot of people have AP as, as the number one back, or at least number two. I have AP, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not looking at my rankings. I recall number seven. You got him number six, I believe. number six. Okay, six or seven. One or the other. Because uh, he's 30 years old. That seems like a cutoff. Everybody says he's a freak. Okay. But he's 30 years old. He hasn't run in a year. Okay, that means he's he's got rest. They say he's coming back with an attitude. Okay. Um, Show me. Show me. That's all I got to say. A lot of people are going to take him in the top five a lot of them take them in the first two um i have to see i know north turner in the offense uh, running backs um excel but they're going to be loading the box up against ap because that's going to be the main crux of that offense and um trying to think who else i have that may a question mark in there um i had Aaron forster number 10. i think some people may have had it higher than that aaron forster is nah. Uh, I think some people had had Arian Foster a little higher than 10. Um, and uh, he'd get a little long in the tooth. And this may be the, the last year or close to the last year that Aaron Foster, uh, he was second in fantasy points, believe it or not, Victor, behind DeMarco Murray. So um, that, that's why I'm saying they may have had him, people may have had him ranked higher than 10. Um, so Arian Foster may be, on the decline, even though he's going to be used extensively this year, just like he was used in past years, as the main uh, um, threat on that offense. Um, it, I'm not even looking, You know, I, I'm just recalling. I'm not even looking at my list, so I, I'm not exactly sure. If yeah, I don't
1: want you to give out. I don't want you to give out your list. So I want people to go to spotonradios.com, yep. click on the fantasy yep. foxhole, and look at all of your listings because you do explain not all of them but some of them and Mm -hmm. it's a good thing that you do that because as you said some people have ap rank number one i am one of those people based upon the fact that yes he is freakish and the fact that i think he has an ability to run extremely well with that offensive line and bridgewater has in my opinion the ability to uh open up the field so those lanes aren't going to be so congested uh but we'll see what happens now uh we, we're finished with offense ladies and gentlemen yep. we are finished yep. with offense yeah we are moving in on a great great thing called individual defensive players and just like i love jerry posting all this wonderful music let's get it started here black eyed peas because these folks running and running i'm going to talk to you ladies and gentlemen about your defensive linemen now jt might have some issues with some of the people that i post and say you know Vic? are you crazy what about this guy what about that guy and what i'm going to tell you is there's a reason why I don't have some of these players listed. And you can learn the hard way or you can Mr. FSP. That's all I'm going to say. Let's start at number 10. Now, I am not a big fan. I am not a big fan of the Evil Empire. However, there are some defensive players on the Evil Empire that interest me as a fantasy football owner who might draft this person as an IDP. At number 10, Rob Nikovich. Rob Ninkovich is a hybrid. They list him as a, uh, a D lineman, but he's actually an outside linebacker. And so it kind of confuses me because if you if you think about him and uh Chris Houston or Tamba Ali, they play the same position, but they're ranked totally different areas. Rob Ninkovich. Over the past several years, Rob Ninkovich has been a stellar player. 16 games last year, 45 solo tackles, 8 sacks, 1 touchdown, and 2 pass defended. But before that, 42 uh total uh tackles again eight sacks the past three years nink hit that uh that quarterback three straight times with eight sacks he finds a way to get pressure on a person you know uh i, I don't think you can really rank the the patriots defense that but I've seen them ranked as high as number five in other rankings because of players like Nink, because of players like others I'm gonna mention on this on this list, but at the same time that was before Revis was gone. That was before you know Chang was gone and all these other folks. So real quick, JT, what do you think about Rob Ninkovich being my number ten?
2: Um, I have no, uh, no problem with that. Um, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, very good, uh, um, defensive player. Um, I agree with it. How's that?
1: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for agreeing with me. Let me bring in my cousin. I believe that's who we got on the line. Uh, he, he wanted to jump in here. So without further ado, Mikhail, welcome to the show.
0: up what's
1: up (laughs) nothing what's up my man how you doing
0: good
1: look how how excited you got oh my goodness it's like you saw ronda rousey or something that's the way you're acting anyway um we're talking about what god what he loves you he loves you it's okay
0: you want, you want, you want no. to go down the list of all the dudes
1: that sucks off on his show? Oh, Really?
0: The, <laughs> you, really? Oh, with the commissioner of the NFL. You remember how you sucked you, off?
1: You remember hey, 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 hey. We're, we're, we're not going to use that language, but it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I still love Roger Goodell. I do, but let me ask you a question. Here's the question. I'm doing IDPs right now individual defensive players. Uh, And at number 10, I have Rob Ninkovich. Now, I'm not sure your familiarity with a lot of defensive players, defensive linemen, so to speak. Rob Ninkovich is one of those players that he has talent. And I would venture to say, outside of the Patriots defense, he could be a very successful guy. The past three years, he's averaged. Eight sacks, and he's averaging 40 to 45 solo tackles from a defensive end position, more like a uh, stand up outside linebacker, uh, very much like Lawrence Taylor. So, what are your thoughts about Rob? What is he playing with now? The Patriots. He's
0: playing with the Patriots. Mm, yeah, he's he's been a Patriot for his
1: whole Patriots, career.
0: All the Patriots, all the Patriots players are serviceable players. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Belichick is a, is an extremely system guy. You're not gonna have too many standout dudes. I mean, all he really gotta do is do what they tell him to do. So their defensive players really don't like individually. It's kind of like an oxymoron to put them in any type of individual, you know. what I'm saying number one type of anything because that's not how. That's not what they want from them at the Patriots organization. They don't want them that. They don't want them doing that. They want them to do what they tell them to do and how they tell them to do and how they prepare them. Very systematic. I mean, they would. They were like shocked and surprised when the dude jumped out there and made that interception in the Super Bowl. They ain't even it. So it's like, like you know, I, I like their defense, but it's hard, to, it's hard to critique a player, you know what I'm saying, individually from that from that team. So it would be real hard to critique him.
1: So you feel as though he's more of a system player versus a player that, you know, he's getting him like a all position.
0: The Patriots, I feel like all the Patriots defensive players are system players unless they bring in a guy like uh what's, like Revis or something like that. You know what I mean? Or they bring in what's that other boy, Tariq. They bring it they bring in dudes like that, you know what I'm saying, systematically. Pay attention to how you get down. Bella cheat Belich- Belich- is is the truth. No ju- no doubt. Bella
1: Belich- cheat. <laughs> Bella cheat. All right. Okay. Well, I mean I can agree with you. That's why I was saying some people might say that uh Rob Nikovich, along with a couple other players, are system folks that, you know, you take them out of the system and they won't be as productive. But I think if you put Nikovich in the same situation, maybe he'll provide the same outcome. Just like if you take Tom Bali off of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's not going to be an outside linebacker. He's a pure pass rusher, but he plays outside linebacker position. Um, so, you know, I I can understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's why I said it's hard to critique them. It's hard to critique them until you take them out of there and see them in, you know, in another, you know, in another environment. You know, and it's kind of unfair to critique them because you don't, you don't really know. You know what I'm saying? You you really don't know. So, like, I can't, like, say say that this dude, that that dude's a system system dude because that'd be, it'd be unfair to him. But I know what, I know what the Patriots want. And I know how they get down. You know what I'm saying? They they looking for certain players to do certain things and they want you to do it. How they want you to do it. No questions asked. Well, and, it, and and, you know, and, and it's, it's shocking to me that, that Bella Cheat is doing that. I mean it's successful, but he not gonna get no he's not gonna get another Lawrence Taylor. He not gonna get another uh 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 Seymour. You know what I'm saying? He ain't getting them dudes. It ain't happening. It ain't even happening.
1: Well, you know what? I'm I'm glad you talk about this because individually defense just imagine guys if fantasy football was happening back then with those players, you know, if you're going to pick a Lawrence Taylor or Richard C, a a Teddy Bruschi, uh, uh, let me go back a little bit further. Uh, a, a Derek Thomas or 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 picking up, you know, some other players from way back when defensively that would be outstanding. But let's talk about uh, my number nine ranked, ranked player a defensive lineman, which is Ezekiel Anza. Now, I have Zeke here at number nine because he was very productive last year. However, I believe with the disappearance or the removal of Kinsue from that Detroit line defensive line, Along with Darius, um, what's my guy name? He went to uh, he went to Buffalo, um, not the Marcus. Where uh, you know what I'm talking about, Jerry? Uh, Marcel Marcel Darius. There we go. I was saying yeah. with the removal of with the removal of Endomarkinsu and Marcel Darius, Ezekiel Anza isn't going to be as productive as he was last year and the year before. I have it number nine because he is going to be beside a big guy, a little longer than beside a guy named uh, Haloti Nada. Now I don't have Nada ranked at all. I really don't. Um, I don't think he's going to be that impactful. And that's why I have Ezekiel Ansa out at it, number nine because play is predicated on the defensive tactical play. And I really don't think Detroit's defense is going to be that much uh, better or sustained with the removal of their two starting defensive tackles. So Ezekiel Ansa, Detroit Lions defensive end. uh, Talk to me, JT. What are your thoughts about Zeke and his potential to
2: be an impact player this year? I don't like him in the top ten. I think there's uh, a lot of other guys – that uh, um, have a strong shot to be in the top ten uh, other than Ezekiel Hansa. Um he, he could be knocking on the door near, at the end of the year, but right now I don't see him in the top ten.
0: All right. Mike? Yeah, he got to prove it. He got to prove it to me because he benefited. <laughs> I mean, he benefited a hell of a lot from uh, them two dudes, man. Especially in Dom McCann, McCann's suit. So he going to have
1: to prove it to me. Again, you know, there are quite a few other big names out there uh, that play defensive line. Um, but I don't think they have a better year than uh, Zeke. Although Zeke, said that okay, well, since he left Chicago, and this is what I'm basing it off of his performance in Chicago when he did not have. Top defensive lineman beside him, he, he was pretty good, but he wasn't, you know, three. He he wasn't the lead defensive player on the on the defensive line, but he was still productive. So I got him there. At number eight, let's move on to another. Uh, I guess you, Mike, would call him a system player. I'm interested in hearing what you, JT. I'm talking about Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is, of course, our MMA guy, Roy Jones. Oh my gosh, John Jones's brother, his older brother. Chandler has been a very productive defensive line slash defensive end slash outside linebacker for quite some time. In uh two. He had 11 and a half sacks. Last year, he had 30, but he also picked up two pass defenses and two forced fumbles in 10 games. He's never played a full season. Well, he played one full season, and that was in 2013. But last 10 games, he had 30 tackles, six sacks, two forced fumbles, and two pass defenses. On one side, and yeah on the other side tell me what do you think chandler is a system uh guy or is he somebody with a bunch of talent and uh can be just as brothers uh in the world of sports
2: well you have uh chandler jones as number eight is that am i correct about that that is correct um I have to disagree with you on this one. Uh, Chandler Jones okay. is a very very good un- 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 lineman, but uh, I have would have someone else um, a- ahead of him uh, in-, in in your rankings that I-, I feel would be a better fit in that position versus uh, Chandler Jones, and that's Everson Griffin out of Minnesota.
1: I like Everson, but the reason why I don't have Everson – I don't have Everson ranked in my top 10. I know that. The reason why I don't have Everson, how do you know who my whole top 10 is? But because, is? Because
2: Everson wouldn't be ranked any higher um, than where um, where you, you're you putting Chandler Jones. So I know that it, he wouldn't be 6, uh, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So um, that's why yes. I know that.
1: Well, here's the deal. Last year, he had a breakout year. He had sacks. 12 sacks. Outstanding. But And he also had 39 solo tackles. But prior to that, he only broke 20 tackles one time. And prior to last year, his highest ranking as far as sacks was eight. And that was in 2012.
2: Uh, okay, let me ask you Here's something. It. Before you go any further, let me ask you something. In 2012 okay. and in twenty. 20- 2013.
1: Who was the coach? Oh, come on, dude. Uh, you got last year. It was uh, no, not last year. I'm sorry. 2012, 2013 was Leslie Frazier, and I understand that Frazier is not a pressure style uh, defensive coach.
2: So, what but, was the difference? What was the difference last year? Brand new Zimmer coach is, is coming in. Yes. It, 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 and and, and, and everything Griffin fit perfectly into the coaches Coach Skimmer's uh, excuse me, Coach Zimmer's team. So that's the difference. But, but
1: but you're
2: right. However, I will
1: say this. Griffin got less double teams because of Anthony Bar coming off the end. Um and he's gonna be in my top twenty-five when I do linebackers, but I don't think Griffin is that guy that's going to, you know, cause a lot of havoc. I don't think. I think it's an aberration. Last year was an aberration. I might I be wrong. Think, I think you're wrong. Well, well, we'll, we'll see. Let yeah, me see what Mike I has to you. say about
2: it. <laughs> oh, here Just we go. Uh, that's
1: it. I, I nothing else.
0: For, for, nah, for the simple fact. That means-
2: all you gotta do is keep. Talking. Zimmer, Zimmer, Zimmer oh, Zimmer's scheming to get Zimmer. Zimmer's scheme if they get Everson Griffin, um, just what he had, did last year, he's gonna put him in the same type of situations, uh, year in, year out, because he, he knows the talent of Everson Griffin, and he fits into this scheme. So what happened last year? They're gonna they're gonna try to do the same as that, and maybe expand on it, and give maybe Everson Griffin more of a role. So, um, I think the numbers he had last last year are only going to go going going to trend up and not down.
1: Okay. Well, you know he's got what, five years in, and this would be his prime in football terms as to getting um, into his stride. I mean, hey, maybe he will, maybe he won't. We'll see what happens. But let's move on to my number seven. Now, my number seven guy hasn't received a lot of pay and a lot of love over the uh the past couple of years, mainly because of where he plays. That's about to change, ladies and gentlemen. And it's gonna change dramatically. I'm talking about Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon is a defensive end out of Miami. Um, this can ball when Miami's defense was depleted at linebacker. Uh you know, they brought in third, fourth string linebackers who stepped up and, and played extremely well. And I'm going to say, based upon the defensive line play of Olivier, along with Cameron Wake and a few others, you throw an Indominican Sue into this mix. And you have Olivier going crazy crazy. Just like Ziggy Yonza and a few other guys did up in Detroit, once you add and 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 Dominic, I love him. Once you add him to the mix, Olivier becomes a a more destructive force. Just let's look at his stat line, okay? I'm not a big, you know, hey, let's let's beat on our chest and talk about uh, you know, a system or a team, okay? Last year. Played all 16 games, 31 solo tackles, six and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, right? Before that, the year before, 46 tackles, 11 and a half sacks. What's going to happen when you throw Indominus Sue in the middle of that defense, Brent Grimes at safety, I mean at corner, and the other cornerback, and you got Kammerick on the other side, who's on the same side as Ndominik Sue, by the way. You're going to have a monster in Olivier Vernon. And I only got him ranked number seven because he's going to be uh, always matched up against a tackle and a tight end. So he's going to have to be constant double teams, which is not going to be good, but I think he can do it. Real quick, Michael, Olivier Vernon, your thoughts? I
0: mean, I think you got him ranked too high. I mean, because wow. this dude, is, yeah, this dude is just a guy. And the only reason he's going to have a breakout, the only reason he's going to have a breakout is of, uh, I'm sorry, my phone is tripping. The only reason he's going to have a breakout is because of Indominus Suits. I mean, how you going to have a dude that's, Nothing more than just, a, I mean, but it goes right along with your thinking and how you got how the channel set up now and then. How you talking? I mean, cause you got like system guys, regular kind of like regular dudes or whatever that could probably make something happen. But like some of them, you 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 can't really fairly critique because they're in the system. And then and then and now you just gone like way on the reservation with this dude. I just don't. I just don't get it. I mean, cause like, you you have to, like, if you're gonna go with talent and the the opportunity of the team to exploit him properly, like, the conversation he was just having with Jerry about the guy Griffin, that is not an anomaly. That is not an anomaly. They are going to scheme for this for that guy. Now they're going to put everything around him. They're not gonna do that. For him and my, for this guy in Miami, they absolutely are not. You know, they it's going to happen. They they wanted to happen great, but that's in Dominic that's in Dominic-Sus team defense. Period, point blank. And everything is going is going evolve and revolve around him. Everything that he gets is going to be you know cool and handy. But I can't I can't see how you even have him in the top 10, maybe top 20 because of you know the uh what, you know what 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 probably will bring but
1: mm-mm. but but that's nah. what I'm saying Michael. That's what I'm saying. You you just said exactly why he's going to be a more destructive force than he has been in the past couple of years. This is his third year in the league and he was a what force the first the right. last two. Right. And with when right. Right. with Sioux thrown missed, in there be more point. powerful
0: Right, but you missed my point. You missed my point. He is just a guy. He's just a guy. You think uh, Kinsu, and am and Dominick and Sue get hurt? All that destructive and all that power you talking about, it won't be there. That's what I'm saying.
1: It was there last year. But it, it was there last year and the year before. It, it was, was there the good. last two years. It
0: was, it was good last I
1: agree. I, I agree. Year. I agree. It was good. I agree on that. It,
0: it, it was good for top 20. It was good. That's it. He ain't like you got him uh, up there like you got him up there like he 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 that dude and he not he not he's not that
1: guy. I have him at number seven. Number seven. Number I mean, it's seven. not like I it's not That's like I got seven. him at number three, four, or something like number seven is a pretty. No, I mean, it's a fair. No, it's a fair no, ranking. Victor.
0: No, Victor. Okay. there's Thirty-two teams. There's
1: thirty-two teams. Right? Yeah. You got this. Yeah. Guy,
0: you got this guy at that seven. That means
1: sixty four DNs. If you got that guy, if you got that guy at seven, you saying that this guy is that guy. This is that type no. of guy. He is, he is no. I'm not.
0: You,
1: yeah. No, no. What if I'm saying I did not say Oli- I did not say Olivier is that guy. What I'm saying is he's going to be a very, very force. I mean, I haven't even gotten to a couple of other people, but what he's done without the help. Like in Dominican and Sue, over the past three years, coming out of college.
0: Yeah, but you, I, I don't. As he's I, that I guy. See, what 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 I what I don't see is that you you've got him in the top one percent, and I don't see that. I don't see that. Okay. I, I think. I, I, okay. I clearly can't see that. And then even with um, the help of Dom, and Dominican Sue, I still don't think he's he's that he's in that one percent because, like I said, he's not that guy. He's very good. He's good. You know what I mean? He's not to, He's not to be taken lightly. I would, I would definitely have okay. him in, like, maybe
2: top
1: 20. Maybe. Yep. But w- when we're talking about, you know, fantasy IDPs and the production of the IDPs, for me, he's there. But I understand exactly what you're saying, and I can agree to, to an extent with it. But let me get JT's pick. I mean, uh, thoughts on it because, you know, I I honestly think Olivier is going to be um, one of those guys that are in maybe the top 1%. It's not 1%, but whatever. I think he's going to be high, though. Go ahead, JT.
2: I don't see him in the top 10 at all. No way. No way, no how. Um, There's too many uh, talented uh, guys that uh, are deserving of sitting at that number seven spot. Um, I don't even know where, where, uh, where you, who you have above them. Um, I can almost guarantee you probably have one guy that, that I think should be above him, at least one guy. And, and I'm not naming anybody in particular that's probably out of your top 10 and this guy's in your top 10. He should be just like Macau said, maybe in the top 20, but in the top, uh, 10 and then seven, I don't think so. Don't think so. so. Who do
1: you have at number seven? Who do you have at number
2: seven? How about
1: Carlos Dunlap? Carlos is actually my number six. So, I mean, okay. you can interchange him. But I, I actually would drop Carlos a little lower uh, than that if, if I didn't believe Geno Atkins was going to come back and be a, a force this year. Um, but I you can interchange my six and seven, same persons, well, you know, how about- if, if you want to talk about it.
2: Let me ask you, where do you have Cameron Jordan? Do you have him in your top 10?
1: Once we finish, I'll let you know where I have everybody. But okay. uh, what I'm going to tell you right now is that if, since you brought up Carlos Dunlop and he is my next guy at number six, I have him at number six only because I see the potential for can take place with him and um, Geno Atkinson. Geno Atkinson is not in my top uh, 10. He's not. Uh, because... I don't see that same fire, Geno Atkins. For the past couple of years, once he got injured, once Geno got injured, something happened. I don't know if he's not hard. I'm. Not, I don't know if it's because his abilities have fallen off. But when you, Gino Atkins, when you mix the two, Geno Atkins is the defensive tackle for Cincinnati. Yeah, dude, I understand that, what but I
2: never mentioned. I never mentioned Geno Atkins.
1: I know. I'm explaining why I have Carlos Dunlap there, where I have him at number okay. six. Okay. Because they play side by side. Um, Gino, his his productivity or his push up the middle is the reason why Carlos Dunlap can have what he, he normally has. Now, if you look at Cincinnati's defense, right, it's very similar to what Zimmer has done, did uh, with Minnesota because obviously it was his team. Uh, a couple years before. Sure. But they went out, they went out and got that big German defensive end. And that's what they're banking on. Now he's causing trouble, which means Dunlap is going to see a lot of one-on-ones. Last year, he chipped a lot. You know, he was Nick. I mean, he wasn't nicked up, but he wasn't um, as destructive and as, as powerful as he was in the past. Last year, he only had a, uh, he, well, it was the second highest total at um, sacks, but he had 40 um, tackles, eight sacks, uh, two force fumbles, and eight, uh, four pass defenses. Now, just imagine, just imagine if Carlos has a running partner that's just as forceful as him. And that's why I'm talking about Gino Atkins. I think that Gino is going to come to that. Uh, level again, meaning Carlos is going to be that top seven, top six, maybe even top five player uh, this year. It also is predicated on the linebacker core of of um, Cincinnati. You know, is Raymond Luga going to be that fourth? I think he's going to. Montez Burfitt going to be able to bounce back from all the injuries he had last year. You know, because if you got to worry about the second level as a lineman because of the blitzing and stuff like that, or the running back has to chip the linebacker. That means Carlos Dunlap is going to have a lot of one-on-ones with the left tackle. Many left tackles that can beat Carlos Dunlap on a consistent basis every game. And I think he's going to step up and be a force again this year because you have two guys, in my opinion, that will help him become a force. With Raymond, Montal- not Raymond uh Vontaze, bring back in middle linebacker, and you have um, Geno Atkins playing no slash defensive tackle. If those two gentlemen can come back to form like they were a couple years, I think Carlos is going to have an outstanding year. Um, you have Carlos at number six. I got him in. Why do you have him there, JT? Excuse me. Why do you have him at number seven?
2: Why do I have Carlos like he, He's 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 a force. Um, I, I mean, he's got he's had solid numbers. Um, sixty-six total tackles last season, and which was a career high. It, eight sacks were only bested by nine and a half marquees in his rookie year in two thousand and ten. Um he's one of the most disruptive uh, four, three ends in the game. So uh, the proof is in a pudding. This guy is a force to be reckoned with and be game the plan game plan against every week. And uh, that's why I have him ranked so high. Well, I
1: mean, I have him at six. You got him at seven. So then who do you at six?
2: Uh, Believe it or not, Everson Griffin.
1: Okay. We already discussed him. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I disagree. I disagree that's why. But let me get Mike's thoughts on this. Carlos Dunlap, Mike. What are your thoughts on him? Uh,
0: um I like him. I think he's a disruptive force. Um I still think Geno Atkins is better. I mean, he had a rough year last mm. year, but Geno Atkins is still better.
1: Okay. Well, I don't have Gino ranked at all. Uh, mainly because the past the, the past couple of years, he has uh he he's been underwhelming. Underwhelming. Um and I don't know if it's because he got paid, as I said before, or is it because of the injuries that he's had to combat, but he's as forceful as he was in the past. But if he can regain some of that and Burford can regain some of his uh his his good solid play, Dunlap will come across as a beast at number five, this guy. Now, if you guys say he doesn't belong in the top five, y'all need to get a year analysis. I'm talking about Calais Campbell. I love Calais Campbell out there in Arizona. If we think about it, Calais was injured for what? One or two games last year. He did. a. He was in a destructive force without Carlos Dunlap, I mean, yeah, uh, not Carlos Dunlap, uh, Donnell Dockett, destructive force without a bunch of people last year. And he had seven sacks, one force fumble, three pass defended, and 48 solo tackles um, coming from the dagon defensive in a uh, defensive tackle position. That's amazing in 14 games. Defensive tackle getting that many. Uh, uh, tackles and sacks where they're just normally known for pressure, that's crazy. Uh, I love Calias Campbell. I think he is going to be uh, that guy again this year, even though Tommels has gone and left to go to the Jets. I don't think the system is going to change that much because of the players that Arizona has, and if they did so well last year with their third stringers some of these guys are coming back off of injury and they're going to be just as dominant in my opinion uh this year that they was last year and the year before with their first stringers uh now they're coming back in the fold your thoughts mike on colias campbell i think he's pretty good i don't know
0: about top
1: five pretty good what? <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: he's pretty he's
1: okay. pretty good. Okay. I don't know. About okay. Top five. That's I don't know what you know about this, this 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 position, guy, cuz this dude is a top 5 guy. He is. Mm. Defensive
2: lineman? Mm. But go ahead.
0: I mean, go, Victor, ahead. go ahead. I mean, Victor 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 Victor. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please please don't let's let's not do this type of debate. You know what I'm saying? I gave you my I gave you my opinion, right? we can move on but i you try to help you. no 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 Cause no 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 cuz when you
1: no, to when you land in my thought it, victor, process
0: victor, victor, don't do victor, what
1: victor, don't do it don't do don't do what? what you will lose. lose i i will, lose. Lose. I'm I'm trying, will never see, lose I'm trying to help. victor i'm trying to help you oh, i'm trying oh my to God. help you don't do this you're trying to help me you by giving bad this. information okay i mean it's okay for you to debate my my stuff
0: all right, alright, alright, Jerry, you heard him, right? You heard me try you heard me try <laughs> to talk to him, right?
2: You heard me yeah. I heard I heard, heard I heard him like god! Go that time.
0: I wasn't trying to stop. <laughs>
2: Slim, Slim, your analysis
0: has been terrible the
1: whole time. Really? You have been never you all, you have been terrible. Ever. It's the same stuff I've been oh, telling my gosh. you for the past four years on this show. You got good judgment, But I've been right. But your
0: analysis sucks. Your judgment oh is good, God. but your analysis sucks. Totally sucks. Never.
1: It's like, so you yeah. All so the time. Explain to me. Explain all to the me. Time. Explain to me. All the listen time. to me. Explain to me. Explain to me why Kalias Campbell is not a top five player in the NFL at defense the, believe, on a defensive I don't believe, line. I don't I, I understand I don't, I don't that. I know you don't five. believe. I'm asking you why. I, I know. And that's five. why I'm asking you. That's why I'm asking because, why do you feel that because way.
0: They're, because, they're, because there's several other players that I think are better than him. That that are more unstoppable forces than, than, he are, than he is. He's
1: only he's only number five. He's only number five. If you said several players, that means you got like what? Hold on, hold on, four hold on, or five hold on, guys?
0: Hold on, hold, on. hold on, Slim. Hold on, Slim. Hold on, Slim. What? I'm not gonna get in here. I'm not gonna get on here and defend this dude and defend what you think and go back and forth about it. I'm
1: not gonna do oh that. Oh my god! We, I'm we, asking god, your opinion we, as we, to we, why you have him break so hold, high.
0: Hold on, we don't ever, we don't ever do that when I when I when I break down something and give you something, you just dismiss it and go on. Right?
2: What can't you do? What again? are you talking about? Just, just, oh my god! Oh my.
1: You, you, I, I asked you think, why? That, why that. do you have people ranked okay. high, higher than him? That's what I'm asking you. Because you, you, you just said you don't think he's out. good.
0: I just don't see. I, don't, I, didn't, I, didn't say I don't think he's good. I, I don't think he's in that top five realm yet. He, I, don't, I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's there oh, yet. and I'm asking you
1: why? He, I'm he asking you why be, you don't think be, that?
0: He may be 10, 15. because that defense, that defense, they ain't did nothing. Do nothing. What? They do nothing. Arizona's no, defense. They nothing. Arizona. No, they didn't do nothing.
1: Okay. They didn't do hey, nothing. hey, they, they <laughs> Y'all faltered. hearing this right. they,
0: faltered. Hey, they, hey, they faltered. Hey. That defense yeah, faltered opinion. when it was time for them to step up. They faltered. Now I ain't saying that the dude ain't good. He's pretty good. Oh my.
1: But top five? Nah. I maybe give him in the fifth top wow. 15. But nah, not top five. I don't see it. I, okay, you know what? I don't see okay, it. okay, okay, okay. Real, real quick, because because I got some people that I think you might have in the top five that I don't even have in my top ten. But I I strongly disagree with that. You'd think that defense didn't do okay. that well. But that's that, fine. That's <laughs> his opinion. I, that's, that's what I just opinion. said. That's his opinion. But that's what I was trying to figure out. If you're going to make that statement, why? That's the whole purpose of that question. JT, what do you think about Kalias?
2: I have him exactly where you have him, and not to disparage what uh, uh, McCall said, um, but uh, he's a <laughs> helper player. No, I'm not. I'm not. He has his opinion. I have mine. I gotta respect his opinion, so um, I'm not gonna dispute it, um, like uh, someone else is trying to. But I, I gotta respect his opinion. Oh, really? Uh, well, yeah, really?
1: Yeah, really? Okay. I'll put some salt play. on those nuts for you. I'll put some salt you, on those you, nuts
2: for you. How about that? You, you, you tried you try to, you tried to disparage <laughs> it. You know, and no, I, I, I no, no I, no, I didn't. Uh, no, well, I didn't. No, I didn't. It sounded like it. But anyway, this is why I, I have. Oh, I, I think, I think Campbell, a re- um, is a, a force to be reckoned with within that Arizona defense. Um, uh, and uh, I think uh, he's been a stalwart. So it, it, he's yes. going to. Yes, um, that's the point. He, he, he's uh, 62 tackles um, uh, in the last five seasons. He's averaged. Um, last year was, uh, not yet. Last year, uh, let me put it this way: it's between 58 and 71. 71 being a high that he had at one point, 58 quite naturally, being a low. He is about seven sacks uh, a low. Uh, six and a high of nine and a half so he, he's outside of the top four and I, I do believe he is a uh, rock solid in that defense so uh, that's why course, I have
1: him when you can move him from DN to D tackle and then back out to DN and he'll the way he does that that that's he's not just an average guy but but you know,
2: Everybody some has people their own say in perspective.
1: I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Some people might say, "Okay, well, Arizona's defense was Todd Bowles' scheme." Well, you know, I I look at Todd Bowles and say, "Okay, he did it when he was in Philadelphia, with uh, um, when they put a offensive lineman's coach as defensive coach, and had Todd Bowles, who was a secondary's coach, call most of the plays." he can call the defensive line plays or or formation but when he went to arizona you know it was already a good defense he made it better with the style of play and the players again last year they they were ranked number 5 with third string players number 5 with third string players the system is good yes but when you got those type of players in there, somebody or someone is doing something. And that takes me to number four. A guy that was picked number uh, one overall several years ago, didn't fit in well for Houston Texans. To go to Buffalo, decided to put red contact lenses, on his Eyes look like Darth Mole, And he beasts out. My number four guy is Mario Williams. Now, this might have been a stretch. This might have been a stretch, but I'm looking at several things here. Williams has had double digit sacks over the past three years. Last year being his best professional year uh, ever with 36 solo tackles, 14 and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, two defenses. Now, why do I have him ranked number four? You look at who the head coach is and what he's brought in. Rex Ryan, mad on defense. So you know Buffalo's defense is going to be pretty daggone good. You couple that with uh, Marcel Darius. You couple that with Kevin w- uh It's not Kevin Williams. Uh, I forgot the Williams guy's name. Uh, it's another Williams Um, that's on the defensive line for for, uh, Buffalo. You couple that with uh, the other set of linemen in Buffalo. And Super Mario, in my opinion, is going to be super again, especially when you get to feast on the AFC East quarterbacks. And they're not so good left tackles. I have Super Mario at four. I think he's going to have another outstanding year like he did last year was his best year overall, um, since he's been in the league, your thoughts, JT on Mario Williams.
2: No, 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 no. Mario Williams in the top four. I mean, top five. Uh, Mm -hmm. no way, no way. Um, True, he's a, he's going to be uh, um, more effective in Ryan's, um defensive scheme. I agree with that, but he's not in the top five. Definitely not in the top four, no way. Um, okay, uh, I I have him. Oh my god, between fifteen and twenty, somewhere around there. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he's warranted at being in the top ten at all. But that's your opinion.
1: Even. With with his his number for the past three years, and a defensive-minded head coach, that that strives in it. I mean, hey, you we know, you look at your to, matrix. To,
2: think, think about this, Victor. The defensive, uh, the Buffalo defense, is good as a collective. As a Correct. collective, they're a very good defense. Correct. Um, with separate pieces, Mario, Marcel, Darius, and company. Um, they're good pieces, but they're better as a collective. Oh,
1: I agree. I agree. And that's why I think because of the collective, Mario is going to be able to end out even further than he did last year, uh, because of the collective and what Rex Ryan brings to the to the to the game. You know, uh it's not like he's a bum. Not at not, all. When you average I didn't, double digit
2: I, I, didn't, I didn't say it. no you, no 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 you didn't what I, I said. I didn't call him a bum. No, no, I didn't I just said no, I didn't say you called him a bum as the, as a separate player.
1: I got it, I got it, and that's why I'm saying that when you have double digit sacks, you're averaging double digit sacks over the uh, past three years, okay? And you're averaging over three solo tackles at the dn position now over the last 3 years i think he's averaging really more like 40 but solo tackles he's averaging over 30 over the past 3 years at the dn position he's well you know he left he left Houston for a reason you know whatever that reason was maybe because he couldn't be that dominant guy i don't know but i think
2: he's over found money his home. that was over money he didn't get the contract. Well, okay, That's see. why he left and went to Buffalo. Come on now, I okay. thought you knew that.
0: Well,
1: well, hey, I'm not a Houston Texans guy, but it's it's okay. It the he, point he, is, he
2: celebrated a player when he was the Houston Texans, and the reason why he left is Houston wouldn't give him the money that uh, Buffalo would.
1: And they paid the man, and he hasn't disappointed. And I think he's just going to get. But Mike. Your thoughts on Mario Williams?
0: Twenty-five. Hello. Top twenty-five.
1: Top Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, hey, I mean, I you guys have a you know little opinion of him, but that's okay because I I think he's going to be better than a lot of folks are giving him credit for, but we'll see. My number three, and we got two minutes left to live here, so we're gonna go slightly into overtime, guys. Uh, so stick and stay with us. If you don't pick us up uh, by being on the phone line or uh, or or uh, in phone line, it's so only gonna stay live with us. You can always come back to our archives, listen to our archives right here on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash VICHBK, or you can go over to SpotOnRadios.com. Again, that SpotOnRadios. Dot com and listen to it stream 24 7 365 for the next week if you have your opinion just like we all do of who should be in your top 10 or will be a top 10 defensive lineman this year you can always send that information to uh, fantasy sports and politics spot on radios um always looking for good email banter back and forth Listening to all opinions. Maybe you can change mine. Maybe I can change yours. You never know. Just be open to the debate and discussion. But with one minute left alive there, let me tell you who my number three guy is. And this number three guy, could have been my number two. he could have been my number two. He could have been my number two quite a, Uh Team that stepped up hugely last year. But my number three is Robert Quinn from the Rams is that dude. Now, some people might say you got along there, you got a bunch of defensive players there, but check this out. Uh, 2012 and a half sacks. 2013, 19 sacks. Here, 10 and a half sacks. Here's the numbers. Here are some other numbers from a defensive tackle that you don't normally get. 24 tackles in 2013, 39 solo tackles in 14. He had one, seven, and five forced fumbles, two, one, and six pass deflection. And in 2013, he had one touchdown. We're looking at a, a defensive tackle now. A defensive tackle that's forcing seven fumbles, six pass defenses, fifty solo tackles at the D tackle position. I present to you Robert Quinn. JT, have at it.
2: You have him number three?
1: I got him number three.
2: I don't have him number three. Um I have someone else that I think is going to surprise. And uh, with the release of uh, a certain player that went to your team, I think this guy is going to be uh, <laughs> uh, a guy, a guy that's going to be a supposed um, to be reckoned with. Um, they're going. New Orleans is going to a four three, okay. And uh, yes, from what, from what I understand, Cameron. No, Jordan, no, no, they a no, they were four three. They were 3-4 I thought New Orleans. They were they, okay. They were three, now they're going to a 4-3. Come on, are you the ITP, IDP guy? You don't know that? Um,
1: hey, no, because that, they, they, that wasn't their base going, defense.
2: That wasn't their base to, defense. So they're if going to correct, a four-man front. They played a hybrid. They're going to a four-man okay. front. Okay? And uh, um, Cameron Jordan um, lined up in training camp at the 7 Technique. So they're going to move Cameron Jordan around. Um, Around the defensive line, uh, just like maybe AJ Watt type of guy. So this guy is going to be used to wreck a lot of havoc on the um, offensive side of the ball, on who he goes against. So he had a, a, a he he had sacks from where he lined up uh, in the three four. Now he's going to be a, a guy that's going to be lined up all over the defensive line. Uh, And and more or less trying to showcase his talents in in in, um, that uh, Rob Ryan offense defense. So surprisingly, surprisingly, and probably surprising to you and maybe McCall, I got Cameron Jordan number three. Um, and that's where I like. That's in my opinion.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean that's fine. I can understand it. Um, I gotta disagree, but. I know. That is where you, (laughs) that's where you have them. Um, I'm not too big on at all, uh, but we'll see what happens. Mike, what do you think about uh, Robert Quinn at number three?
0: I like Robert Quinn. I like Robert Quinn. I like the coach down there. I like him at three. Yeah. It's just that, you know, there's, there's a couple of other players that I could put at three, but it's hard to. It, it's not that much of a stretch because the dude is just a cold beast. He really is. Yep. Um. I. I mean, I just wouldn't put him there. I mean, if it was my team, I, I mean, no, nah, he'd come off the bench. But uh, we yeah, we go now.
2: Off the okay. All right.
1: Okay. Well, um, I also have at number two. Now, this one, you guys, I, I know you guys are probably going to be like, are you crazy? But I've said it time and time again since we started our IDPs that it's based upon who's around you, not just you. And my number two guy is already a beast. He's already an animal. He's already a household name. But when you inject in Dominican two to play right beside him on every play, I've got cam- At number
2: two. Hell no. Uh,
1: I think, I, well, I mean, again, Cameron Wake on playing on the same side as Indominican Sue, I think he's better than Ezekiel Anza. And Z did some pretty years uh, with Indominican up there, uh, breaking out, becoming a pro bowler twice. Cameron Wake's already a pro bowler. And now you have him playing right beside in Dominican suit. Um, I think it's a a match made in heaven for the Miami defense when you have Olivier on one side, Cameron on the other, Sue uh in the middle along with another D tackle. Um I think his numbers are going to skyrocket now oh, again. Without Dominican, without in Dominican, Cameron Wake. Oh, I got to look at his numbers. I just had his stinking numbers in my face, and now I got to find them again. Uh, man. Oh, there they go. Last year, he had 31 um, solo tackles, 11 and a half backs, three, four, three pass defenses. I think he had a total of like 49, 50 total uh, tackles, um, but solo – He had 31, 11 and a half. Now, you add the destructive force up the middle as in Dominican. Are you going to double in Dominican or are you going to double Cameron? Cameron has, he can beat the double team either way. He's a pass rushing uh, beast. Uh, To me, the potential for him to be one of the, if not the, guys. is, is is out there, and I think, people that draft him, are not going to be disappointed. Let me start with Mike, and then I'll go to Jerry. And uh, before we finish out with the obvious number one, but uh, Mike, your thoughts on Cameron Wake? Mm, you can't have him at three.
2: I mean, at two, you got him at two. Yeah, you can't have him at two. Yeah.
0: You can get away with having him at three. You can even get him get away with having him at five when you got that Alabama what we was arguing about. You can have him there, but I can't see how you can have him at two because there's two other players. It ain't but two other players. It's, it's, it's only two players that go on one and number two. It's only, it's only two.
1: But uh, I can't go with that. Where would you place him?
0: I told you. I just told you. Were you not listening?
1: You said five or three, but meaning, okay, yeah. but you...
0: Yeah, he can't. He, he, you can't put him at two. There's no way you can put him at two. No way.
2: There's
0: no way you can put him at two. Okay. It's no You can. You can put him at three, or you could slide him down to five, or you could even have him at four. Can't have him at two, man. That makes no sense. That because of it's his. Cause it's only, but it's it, only two players. It's only because it's only two. It's it's only two people that goes at one and two, and those two are interchangeable. I,
1: Okay, but that here's here's the question. I think we all can agree on number one. Why can't Cameron Wake, based upon Miami now and his past performance, not be ranked as a number two? I, were you not listening to me? <laughs> were you
0: not listen, listening to me?
1: Listen, you I said, said, said there could only that, be one or two. That's, 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 you said there only be two only people. There's only two
0: people that can go in one and two, Slim.
1: One of okay, them, so give me number. One of play with. Give me number two. One of them he plays with. One of them he plays oh hell, with. no! Pundis, hell Donovan no! Other one plays in
0: Houston. <laughs> you you just I, I got your, that one. Analysis, your 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 whole analysis was based on him playing with him. So how can
1: he be number two? But Michael, Michael, here's here's why he can't be a number two fantasy player. You, we're not talking about real about fantasy. And Dominican Sue has never averaged more than 25 tackles in a season. He can't be a number two fantasy player. That's why he can't be number two. He can't even be in your top 25 because he doesn't average over 25 tackles a season. Man, I'm
0: We're looking not at, talking about... I'm looking, at these, I'm looking at these lists right now. I see they got him in top 10, top 15. I don't know what you're no, talking no, no. about. Can, can I, I, I don't can know. I,
1: what, I have... It, he's ranked number twenty-two. He's ranked number twenty-two according to ESPN as well as the sporting news. Well, I'm looking at so him, I'm I'm looking know,
0: at, him I, at top twelve. I'm looking at looking at him at the top twelve at the PSL joint. I don't know what you're talking about. Can I, oh, can man. I jump in? Well,
2: go ahead and jump in there. Her, Thank you very her, much. nah Go ahead, Cameron Wake. And I, you want some numbers? I will give you some numbers. Cameron Wake has averaged 36 and a half tackles seasons versus when he first got into league between 2010 to 2012, he averaged 51 total tackles per year. He's recently declined because he's been hurt, either a shoulder or a knee, and that slowed him down. So um, I don't have him ranked in the top 10. I have him ranked between uh, ten and 20 in my opinion uh and he i ranked him below out uh, your oliver vernon so i have robert excuse me i have number two excuse i me. have robert quinn but i told you i didn't like robert quinn at three i have robert quinn at number two
1: i mean i listen i can see quinn going at number two and I understand the concerns with the health situation with with Cameron Wake, but that's because he's constantly beating double teams, constantly have fight, deal with uh, two and three players at one time. Again, when you put the pressure up the middle with in Dominican, that allows Cameron to have one on ones more often than he he's had in the past. Again, if if you don't want to have him in your top twenty two, I mean your top ten, that's fine. What I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is fantasy wise, this guy is going to benefit even more so than uh, Ziggy Ansah did while he was in Detroit, more so than, you know, he did in the past couple of years. And he, numbers haven't declined, uh, quite honestly, his tackles, solo tackles did decline. You know, he's 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 a tackling machine. When given the opportunity to, uh, you know, go one on one with the with the left end, he's beating them, I believe it's like seventy some percent of the time. <clears throat> Excuse me, you're not gonna win them all. Got it. But when you gotta take on the guard, the tackle, and the running back just to get to the quarterback, the ball's already gone. It's already gone. But what's gonna happen now is gonna allow him to use his speed rush ability to. Uh quarterback. Now, and number one, I think we all can agree. JJ Watt is number one. JJ Watt Say again. gets tackled. I didn't hear you. Say
2: that again. I didn't hear you.
1: I said you. <laughs> I know why you're saying that. <laughs> Whatever. But I think we all can agree that JJ Watt is the number one overall defense.
2: He's
1: here here are his numbers over the past three years. Past three years, um, he was 69 solo tackles, 65, and 59. Sacks, 20 and a half, 20 and a half. Force fumbles, four, four, four. He's averaged four for the past three years. Pass defended. Now, here's what makes him stand out because some, team, some fantasy leagues like mine, I give you a certain point amount for pass defense. This guy, 16. 7 and 10. And last year on the defensive side alone, he had two touchdowns. I think he had two or three offensive touchdowns. Um and in a lot of fantasy leagues, JJ Watt can be slotted as a tight end. I wouldn't recommend I would not recommend it. He's a solid defensive player. Um I would actually say if you're looking at drafting defensive players, he might be number two if you go with, with Coochley, who's a tackling machine. Um, can J.J. Watt keep it up? If he or Jerry's boy, Jadavion Clowney, shows up, um, he'll have some help. And he, he might be able to continue the pace that he's been doing the past couple of years. But I don't know. I really don't know. But J.J. Watt, number one overall defensive player. Uh, real quick, we only have about three minutes. So... Get your thoughts in, Mike and Jerry. JJ Watt, number one.
2: Good, Jerry. No brainer. It's, I mean, I, you know, there's not too much I, I can add on to that. Um, dominating force. Obviously, you saw what he what he done in the last few years, especially last year, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. And we're talking basically defense on this side. I, I there's really nothing I can add to it other than what I just did.
1: All right, Mike. Real quick.
2: Yeah,
0: big time player, Slim. Big time player. I mean, he just be getting them sacks. He be getting them sacks anytime. I mean, he can do everything on defense. I don't think there's not too much yeah. that that boy could. I don't think that there's not too much that that boy could do. He re, I really don't see anything that he can't do. And um, to your point about Adama and Sue, Slim.
1: The last two years, he's gonna have more tackles than your man, Cameron Wake. Ah, oh, Jesus. All right, not a problem. I mean, again, it's gonna be them on the same team. The numbers will, will push out. But real quick, on before I gotta get off of here, some people I did not mention that probably could have been mentioned, but I really think it's gonna be uh, down out of from suspension or because of stupidity. And I'm talking about Greg Hardy, Jason Pierre Paul, Mohamed Wilkerson, and I like Indominus, but I don't think he's going to be somebody I'm going to get in fantasy football, um, unless I'm like in need of a defensive player. He is not a, a fantasy person you want to pick up. But I want to thank everybody to listen to the show. JT, as usual. Mike, thanks as well. We're about to get, re- get, of- get ready to get out of here. Because I'm trying to put this on the uh the page. See y'all next Saturday when we're going to talk about the NFL thing. We'll talk about lines and whatever else happens in the world of sports. We are out of here.
0: Fantasy, sports, and politics. Yes. Right. You wanna talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back, back before I get all up in your face hey, I know you got to live, you know I got mine But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please and, and if I don't, don't concur, me. we can agree to disagree We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics oh. SIPC.